Hello, today I'm speaking with Cheyenne Twiner, custom jewelry designer and metalsmith from Toronto. Now, Cheyenne, we've known each other for a, a long time, uh, longer than any of my other guests on the podcast, because you are my cousin. Cheyenne, you're the reason that I've had such a varied background with art and, and creating. Uh, you helped me get into so many things. You taught me to play the bass guitar. And you let me shoot some of my first music videos when I was in high school with your band, Uncensored. So I have a few questions. One, how did you get into music yourself? And two, how did you make the transition from music to metalwork? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. It's amazing seeing everything that you do creatively. I love watching it. I love watching you grow all your side businesses, all your hustles, all your things you're doing. It's I guess we're a pretty creative family, so it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, being in music was something we started back in high school, so a little while ago for me now. Um, and I think when we sort of, you know, kind of stopped playing music as much as we were, I was like craving another creative outlet, something to keep me going in that aspect. I've always been a creative person. I've always been artistic, as you know. And I went back to OCAD, and I actually started in a totally different program. I didn't start in jewelry. I started in um, the drawing and painting program. Mm -hmm. I did a program at George Brown first and then sort of made my way into sort of a basic open drawing and painting program. And I literally just saw the display cases in the hall one day at OCAD for the metalsmithing program was like, that's cool. I want to do that. What is this program? It's all the way at the back of the school. I don't know what this is, but I need to know more. And uh, second year, I switched my major over to metalsmithing, and here I am now. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, you you never know when when opportunities and what's going to inspire you. Exactly. Yeah, I, I did not at all start at OCAD thinking I was going to be. I actually was in the drawing and painting program with a minor in printmaking, and then completely switched to the, um, it's called MAD, Material Art and Design, when you choose your focus. So my focus was metalsmithing. And then I did my minor at the same time in the Indigenous Studies program. So completely different than what I started in. So yeah, you never know. You never know. Just got to go with it. That's right. That's right. So what are you working on for, for 2024, for this year? Uh, I have... A lot kind of on the back burner, a lot that I'm uh, confirming right now um, coming up for spring. I am back at one of a kind, so I'm doing the spring and the winter. Uh, so the spring is end of March, and then winter is, of course, November, December. So those are confirmed. Uh, I'm hoping I did the Ottawa Signatures Winter Show uh, right after one of a kind last December. So I'm hoping yeah. to um, do that again. So that's like kind of like two big ones in a row. And then um, just hoping to add a few more sort of multi-day markets in the mix as well. And a big thing that I actually, I guess I can use this to sort of announce, I'm going to be teaching at Fleming College this summer. So That's awesome. uh, yeah, it's it's sort of just being confirmed now. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing a, a week-long course up in Halliburton at Fleming College in their jewelry department. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So that's really, really cool. With everything that you've gone through with your brand, Feeding on Frost, how has it changed and grown over the years? And, and how does making everything handmade instead of using molds affect the process of, of how you create? 
it has changed quite a lot since I started. So I graduated OCAD back in 2013. Um, so Feeding on Frost and like the, the jewelry I was making that really started Feeding on Frost started, I'd say like 2011, 2012 and just expanded from there. I spent maybe, um, I'd say the first like six, seven, eight years working nine to fives, working other jobs and doing it sort of part-time and when I could and I you know do markets mostly only in Toronto um ones I could take the TDC to and you know set up a little table go home and then it was actually during the pandemic uh 2021 I was working a nine-to-five I wasn't loving it it was like a desk job just not at all for me it was you know filling what I needed in terms of job security and you know benefits and all that at the moment and then it just kind of hit me that I was like, I think I'm turning to a new chapter where I need to get out of this nine to five life. It just like, you know, working from home during COVID was hard. I would go from, you know, bedroom to office, bedroom to office, you're in, and your office is your living room and you're really not ever yeah. getting away from it. I know a lot of people felt that and it just kind of got to be a little too much. So I decided during the pandemic to just jump in and try this full time see if it would take off, see if it would work. And I guess we're almost three years. I think that was 2021. So I guess about three years, so years since then. And it's working out. It's doing it. In terms of how I create, um, I've always been a very hands-on, very tactile person with the jewelry that I make, kind of drawing my inspiration and everything from nature, from, you know, rocks, trees, waters, waves, stones, things like that. I don't think you can really... For the, for the way I create, uh, I don't think I could do the same thing by using a mold and just pumping out, you know, 100, 500, 1,000 pieces of the same thing. Mm. I like having customers come in, uh, whether it's a booth, a market, trying stuff on in person and trying on, you know, 10 different rings to find the one that they like the most, knowing that they're getting the only one that looks like that. Um, I love the connection I have with my materials in that sense, where it's way more personal it's way more intimate it's not just like a, a mass produced kind of thing don't yeah. get me wrong i have a lot of friends that use molds i have a lot of jeweler friends um that sure, yeah. amazing things with molds and everyone's you know materials and practices work for them it's amazing uh i just i personally don't think that the mass produced kind of route is not really for for me or for my brand it's i like being able to say everything i do is completely one of a kind for sure that and i i mean that kind of falls back, I think, into the whole creative mm-hmm. aspect of your and and my upbringing uh, of exactly. wanting to continuously create. And even though me doing video production, y- you creating music and then and, and then jewelry, even if you're doing the same thing, but you're getting to put a personal touch on each one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Now, Cheyenne, what do you wish you knew earlier in your career? So that is a great question. Um, I was actually talking to someone about sort of this topic recently. I wish I had the ability to sort of just take the leap and jump in full time a long time ago. When I say ability, I don't mean the guts. I mean, like, the, like I needed to work a nine to five. I needed to work other jobs to make ends meet. You don't always have the, you know, timing doesn't always work for you to just do whatever you want. You know, there's, you know, I got to pay the bills. 
people saying, you know, everything happens for a reason. It's also not really something I believe in. Um, I definitely think hard work, it's about skill. It's about talent. It's about practice. It's about hard work and you'll get there when you get there. And I think, you know, timing wise, I didn't have the ability to jump in and do this as a full-time job, but knowing it's okay and I'll get there when I get there and the timing will work and it'll be right. So like the, it'll come knowing that like, you're good at what you do, you know, like don't put so much pressure on yourself. You're, you're building your skill. You're literally learning a practice from scratch. You, something you didn't know anything about, and you're going to learn it and you're going to practice it and you're going to build it into something that works for you. I definitely would say that's something that like, everyone's just human. No one knows what they're doing until they learn it. And then they know, you know, like being so hard on yourself is not going to get you anywhere. You just got to like, take it literally one day at a time, practice, don't be so hard on yourself. Building a connection with everyone that I had in the jewelry program, that definitely helped sort of like carry us all along to where we are today. There's still a group of us who are pretty close. Yeah, it's it's great. And a lot of them are women. It's it's a pretty strong community that we've got in mostly in Toronto, some just like on the outskirts. But yeah, just knowing that like, don't worry about a timeline and it's going to happen when it's supposed to happen, but keep practicing and keep putting in the practice and the hard work to get there. Oh, that's, that's really good advice. That's definitely good to hear. I think a lot of us, especially in the, in the creative world, get kind of hard on ourselves if we, if we feel like it's not progressing as we want it to. Yeah, you can't put it on the calendar. It's going to just going to happen you know if it's something you're passionate about just do it figure it out learn it do it when you can do it if you have to work other jobs to you know literally pay your bills and eat that's okay pretty much everyone else in the entire world does too so you know you you find those little nooks of downtime and just and just do what makes you happy in those times and if you can make it into a job make it into a job figure it out but it's it's not easy it's definitely hard like Mm. i mean i graduated ocad in 2013 and it's now, you know, February of 2024, and I'm saying I just started doing this full time like a handful of years ago. So, yeah, it takes time, but no, I 100% agree. So, if somebody came up to you today and wanted to start out creating jewelry and getting into to metal work, what's one piece of advice you would give them? So, I guess touching touching on something I sort of just mentioned, um, the community of other jewelers that I was fortunate enough to be a part of in OCAD. We all really leaned on each other. And instead of taking the mentality of like, that's your competition. I got to beat that jeweler. I got to be better than that jeweler. No, that's not, that's not a thing, especially in this day and age, especially in a city like Toronto, where there's way more than enough space for all of us to exist in our own fields and do what we want. Mm. There's no competition, you know, make friends with the people in your community, whatever your creative artistic practices, whatever, whatever in you're doing at all and lean on them, you know, be a support for each other. Like for me with this, you know, group of people that I'm talking about, like there's a lot of us who we run errands for each other. Like if I'm going to pick something up and I know this person also has something there to be picked up, I'll pick it up yeah. for them. They, and they do the same. Definitely like that old school mentality of like, you know, call your way to the top, be the best, be the, like, I don't, I don't I hate that. I, we, I hate it so much. Like it's, it's just so like old and tired and be build a community of, you know, suppliers, other makers, people in your field, 
for me, I do a lot of events. So I have tons of other friends that I've met through this in the vendor community, people who run events, do events, um, people in different like categories, like, you know, soap makers, clothing makers, doesn't always have to be per se for me, but build your community, really get in there and, and don't be afraid to, if you don't know something, ask a question, because if you're, if you're going into it with that openness, chances are they feel the same way. If they're at the same level, if you guys are all just starting out, they don't know anything either. So yeah. just you know, build it up together and help each other. If you know an answer that somebody else is like struggling with, tell them, help them out. I think that was like, I'm very fortunate that the group that I started at OCAD with to literally to this day, we're all still, we hang out, we're all still in it together. And all of us make very different jewelry, but we're all still, you know, use the same suppliers, use the same uh, services in the city and, and things like that. So a lot of people who I, I've spoken to, especially even on the podcast here, have given very similar answers in the fact that it's community over competition. And yes, exactly. there there is a, social media kind of makes everybody everything seem so small in a way it is because there's a lot of small groups and communities that you can you can work within Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that your customer base is small yeah absolutely exactly that's exactly it yeah i mean especially when i'm fortunate enough now that in the last year alone i've seen my customer base grow to bigger cities you know not just um like all over southern ontario i have yeah. i get orders all the time from like other places in canada and the states and you know other places but just to see that community of customers grow and knowing that like all my other similar jeweler friends or you know just other vendors they all have the same community and like our customers aren't overlapping there's so much room like it's not like well if somebody shops for me they're never going to shop from anyone else so i have to hoard them for myself sometimes if someone comes to me with a request hey can you make this ring or can you make this i'm like i don't have enough time right now or i don't have maybe it's like a specific tool or something but i know that this other jeweler does and i'll give them you know i'm like here this person can do it like don't i don't i don't believe in like taking away work from another small creative person If, if you know someone else can do it you don't have the time or they can do maybe a better job and you just pass it on. Why not? Cheyenne, where can people find out more about about you and and your work? So my website, feedingonfrost.com, that has information about me, um, all of the stores and shops you can find my jewelry in, um, which is all over kind of the GTA and I guess smaller southern ontario region um i've got a few stores you know the peterborough direction kind of up towards havelock it's also got any markets i'm doing so i as soon as i got confirmed markets the information goes up there um and my full shop is on there as well so you guys can check that out and shop any jewelry everything is my permanent collection is is pretty much ready to ship um unless it's like a specific size you want to get in something or a specific Mm. metal that um, you're requesting, um, but you can also reach out for custom work on there as well. If you want to try stuff on, you can always send me an email, which is feedingonfrost at gmail.com, and we can always set up an in-person time. And then basically markets, like come out to a market. If you want to try stuff on, I have pretty much every ring and every size. I got lots of earrings, so you can always come, take take a look, try stuff on, look in the mirror. Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff as well, just feedingonfrost. Awesome. Well, Cheyenne, thank you so much for being here today. 
You can check out more of her work in the show notes below. That concludes another episode of the Seven Seas podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on social media at Seven Seas P-R-O-D and stay tuned as we continue the conversation where creators learn from creators. Thank you so much. Thanks, James.